Alrighty. All right. PP. PP. We. We are good at this. We're so fucking good, man. Yes. All right, so. Talking Alsace today. Alsace. And, um. Mm hmm. It's a pretty cool place, you know. Cold as I as I like it. Um, uh huh. Yeah, we're really not inspired, are we, right now? No, we're I mean, dragging our feet. So, but you made a comment about your wine, and I'm gonna say I would have the same comment about my wine. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm, it's funny because this is probably the first time that I've gotten a bottle of like Alsatian wine that I wasn't like, no, this is delicious. I mean. I, yeah. I haven't I haven't tasted it in like twenty minutes, so. I mean, this is what I have is good. It's fun. It's it's not bad. But um, this should be that this yeah, should be yeah. that rare episode where we don't say exactly what our bottles are. <laughs> <laughs> to not offend anyone. Yeah, that's fair. Not you know not that anyone's listening to this, but you know, good due diligence. Um, that'd be funny if we had like. Uh, like Nothing all the all the, no, all the major all critics were listening yeah. to this. <laughs> super just influential. Paul, Paul Greg is just out there like, no, I'm a hound for those <laughs> those new hot podcasts. <laughs> those two hot boys. Mm. Mm, yeah. All that pee pee talk is getting me. Yeah, getting me all hot and bothered. No, but no. mine 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 has that weird like overripe melony thing. So I have a Pinot Blanc from 2017, which in theory mm. should just be like. I don't know. Pinot Blanc, this is what I was saying to you the other day. I'm still waiting to have that experience with Pinot Blanc mm-hmm. where I go like, oh, this varietal means something to me. Yeah. Like, I've had better uh, white Pinot Noirs than I've had Pinot mm-hmm. Blancs. Mm-hmm. Um, because usually that's a product of people being like, oh, yeah, something's gone really wrong. We just need to pick this right now when its acid is, like, wild. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like Pinot Blanc, almost every time I've had it, I get the sensation that the acid's just not still there. Mm. They picked it a little bit late, mm-hmm. but yeah, or picked yeah. it when like Pinot would be right almost. Yeah, I feel like like Pinot Blanc to me is um, it's everyone's like oh it's like uh, the sitting outside drinking hot no it's like drinking wine when it's hot out, you know. It's yeah, always I want, like I want Riesling or Rosé for that. Yeah, but I feel like like for me Pinot Blanc is when it's like really fucking hot. Um, mm. Reese, yeah, but then it Reese would be, have to be really fucking cold. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I want it's like when I'm at the beach and I, uh, I want I want the contrast between like how like the the temperature in the air and the water to be almost as great as possible. I mean, there's an exception. Like if the water's too cold, then it like hurts mm-hmm. me going. Yeah, but if it's like. I don't know, like a hundred degrees or something, and then you go in the water and it's like seventy or something. Oh yeah, like that's great. Oh yeah, that's so yeah. good. So similarly, I want it to be hot as hell out, and this to be like so cold, mm-hmm. and it's just fucking, just crispy and delicious. Yeah, and Riesling's really good too. I mean, I'm never gonna say no to fucking good Riesling when it's hot out yeah. any time, really. But I mean, for I guess my ideal. Like, you know, use or like I feel like that wine's function for me at least is 
is is is that I'm never really craving something that because it it isn't especially distinct, you know. It doesn't yeah. have like a cool petrol characteristic or you know lime flower blossom whatever the fuck uh, that you know really cool these things get it doesn't have like that earthy mushroom thing that Pinot Noirs get it's just kind of like crisp white wine that can be really good but also can be very decent yeah or whatever yeah I'm also getting a weird like and this is a sort of tertiary characteristic that I might have just tricked myself into thinking I can actually perceive but mm-hmm. I feel like there were a lot of sulfites thrown at this wine. Mm. How does so, that? Um, uh, how do to, you? How are you perceiving that? Or what does that? What does that smell like or taste like to you? I get like it's like a burnt out character. It's like this graininess. It's like when you you know take a take a picture uh, in low light, so you get mm-hmm. that like that noise. It's like mm-hmm. noise in some of the flavor components. Mm-hmm. Where you can tell that like there was just something that reacted with the volatile compounds in the wine to suppress them, but you can still tell that it suppressed them at some point. Mm-hmm. Is that something that sulfur does? Is it just like shuts stuff down um, and binds it up? And if you hit something with enough sulfur, sulfur will volatilize out, and mm-hmm. there won't really be like impactful sulfur in wine after like two years or something. Mm-hmm. And you won't be able to taste it at all, or like tell that it's there. But if it, if the wine got too much ever in its life, then certain mm-hmm. things are just never going to recover from that. So, right. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So. I right, Yeah. So. So. So it's called uh, like sulfur burn is the term for it, mm-hmm. and I I believe it's something that like people actually I I maybe I'm just making all this up, but like I've had wines that I know I, were made by producers who I know what their sulfur practices are, mm-hmm. and they're. Con- consistent with wines that i've had that i'm like yeah no this like i wouldn't be surprised if they did this to this and also right. it tastes exactly that way where there's just like this washed out sort of like sad mm-hmm. character and this it's not extreme in this it just feels like it just feels like some of the the clarity of some of the fruit quality is um snubbed right yes so yeah so the main so it's like noble four noble grapes in Alsace it's uh mm-hmm. Riesling Gewürztraminer Pinot Gris yeah Pinot Gris mm-hmm. not Pinot Blanc and um Muscat and then, Muscat oh. yeah Muscat's in there and then I think it's Gentile G-E-N-T-I-L is if you have a wine that's more than like at least 50% of those like five, those four grapes in there then you mm-hmm. can label it as uh Gentile G-E-N-T-I-L I think um, and then um, there's another one, Eidelsvicker. I, f- I forget what that one is. I think that's just another field blend, but I think that might that has a different like uh, requirement on it or something. Maybe it's just like an arbitrary blend of the four grapes. Um, mm. But then there's other ones. There's like, you go to Pinot Blanc. Um, I have a Sylvaner here, and um, Auxerrois is one, and then there's another one. I mean, those aren't the noble ones, but there's an- other common ones. They go Pinot Noir too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have a Sylvaner, which normally the ones that I've had that I really liked have been sort of like Pinot Blanc in the sense where it's not tremendously aromatic, but they have like a really like steely sort of like minerality driving through it. And it's sort of light on its feet and really crisp and like, uh, like, like mouthwatering acidity. And it's, um, it's just, we're just really, really refreshing. 
And yeah. this one has a has a bit of a like you know when you have like a oh actually it's some other stuff's starting to come out. You know when you have a um happens to me with Shannon a lot, where you have it where it's a little um not too I don't say like oxidized or too old or whatever. I've had it on Shannons that are a little too old, but um it gets that like quince kind of flavor to it. Yeah. Yeah, this this yeah. kinda has that, but it's a twenty seventeen. I would say and, that this Pinot Blanc actually has a bit of that going on. Yeah. Like that mealiness. Like yeah, quince yeah. when it doesn't have that perfect like tang. Like the yeah. mealy side of quince as opposed to the tangy side of quince. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a tw- maybe it's a twenty seventeen thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't I mean it's not bad. It's just maybe it needs more yeah. time in bottle, maybe it needs to just open up more, maybe it's too cold, you know, so yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm underwhelmed this because normally when I have Alsatian wines I'm just completely uh in awe of how clear clarified and um, yeah. well composed they are. Like the acid is just mm-hmm. like this screamer that, you know, can hold up to anything. Like yeah. so a great example is like I had a Sylvaner from Alsace that was like it was a Grand Cru Alsatian Sylvaner that was 15% alcohol and it had something like mm-hmm. I want to say like significant RS mm-hmm. like I think it had like 6 grams of RS like noticeable mm-hmm. RS mm-hmm. maybe higher than that but um like significant RS and the wine's acid still like hit like a fucking brick. Like yeah. it was the, it was crazy wine. Super yeah. cool wine. And it was great. Like it was so damn good. But yeah. it tasted like it tasted at the same time like a dessert wine with wild acid and then like I was having it at this tasting with a bunch of people and then someone was mm-hmm. like, Yeah, it is fifteen percent alcohol and we're all just like, Oh god. Yeah, yeah. That's dangerous. <laughs> it is dangerous, yeah. And what a lot of people talk about with you know for uh especially with, with rieslings like the like rieslings or you know ice wines or truck and beer now slices or beer now slices or whatever they're like oh yeah no it's or even the turn too they're like oh yeah the um the the concentration of the sugar is so crazy but then they're you know the what makes it truly great is the balance between that and the acidity everyone's like oh yeah the acidity is so beautiful on it so um yeah th- that's kind of i feel like that balance is probably what makes it really special because if you just have like yeah i don't know you just have like a glass of maple syrup or something or like a you know yeah like a spoonful yeah. of maple syrup you're like yeah this is gross and, but then if you add enough like lemon juice in there or whatever you're like oh wow this is really this is pleasant in terms of how the richness and the acid balancing out yeah um but then likewise if you have like or i guess that's why like really good heavily aged balsamic vinegar is so delicious aside from like how good the flavors are and stuff but that yeah. balance between sweetness and acidity yeah, it's really just mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Yeah, and and they can do crazy things in Alsace with that that achieve stuff like that. That's that's nuts, and it's like how you know I don't know of anyone around you know or you know mm-hmm. stumbling over all this. It's mm-hmm. it, balsamic <laughs> vinegar like that is pretty rare because like mm-hmm. it takes pretty specific conditions to pull that off and actually make it good. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you could try to do that, and, mo- like, nine times out of ten, you'd end up with something where the people are like, this is gross. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And one of the really cool things about Alsace is that it, it like, it's a very, sp- it's one of those special regions that I think is full of, through a weird set of, you know, like historical circumstances, basically the perfect varietals. Mm-hmm. Because most of the wine that comes out of Alsace is like, just bonkers good, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's also a generalization. Like there's, it's like any region, they're going to be, you know, duds, but. Mm-hmm. but yeah that, that balance of like crazy acidity and then the fact that there are some places where they can get stuff like super ripe you know to the point where they like they they have it in balance where it's just going to continue developing it, it's going to refine down to having sugars that mean it can get to 15 percent alcohol but like it's still got acid in it it's just like yeah. super special like, mm-hmm. i don't know if you tried pulling yeah. that off in most other regions you'd end up with um you just wouldn't end up with wine because your grapes would fall off the vines. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's cool. Um, it's one of those places where you certainly can make things you can't make other places and can't make things you can other places. Like, I know certain people yeah. um, who... <laughs> I won't even say that, but um, a lot of people don't like Pinot Noirs from Alsace. I, um, I've never tried one. I've had, actually, I had one, but it was, I think it was uh, Hugo, maybe, but mm-hmm. I went no, I went to the store, and I got it, I took it home, and it was corked, and I was like, oh, damn, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so I brought it back, and then, you know, I was like, oh, he's corked, and I'm like, all right, so I get another one, so I grabbed another one, brought it back, and that one was corked, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, so I brought it back, and he's like, he's like, he's like, all right, like, don't, he wasn't like, oh, do you want another one, he's like, all right, don't, don't don't get that put it yeah. back because you know the guy is super nice i know him. he's like all right just don't get that like get something else and then if, like i'll get another case in or something and then when i do i'll let you know and uh yeah. i haven't i haven't gotten another one since but i've had wines from i've had pinots from like colder regions like colder than burgundy like um pinot from like Sancerre or something yeah. um it's super delicious it's so mm. good and um some from uh germany are so mm-hmm. fucking good and uh yeah so i mean you, you can do it in colder climates and i heard there's a place that's gonna be around in like eight ten years man in new york man they're peanuts <laughs> yeah delicious in there no dude it's gonna be yeah. funny when like the r valley is considered a hot climate for pinot <laughs> yeah 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 no, it's uh mm. it's as this crazy. warms up it's settling into a place that I'm I'm enjoying more. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Sylvana is too. I think it just needed time. And we're just used to um being able to open stuff in port and it goes delicious, but I think decanting yeah. whites is a big thing that I used to be like, Yeah, whatever, fuck it, it doesn't matter and like I want to experience the whole wine or whatever, but there is you know, chore. Yeah. But it is also well, interesting to be like how much did I enjoy it when I first had it versus when it's set out for like an hour? Yeah. And it's like, it's not like there were things that weren't present in it. Um, after it sat out, then we're in it when I first opened it. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like reds, reds are different and especially like reds that have any, like, I guess wines that have any age on them are different because they're just, they're just different things. Um, yeah. 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 But newer wines, I feel like you can be pretty abrasive with them. Like you can just totally, you can just totally oh, dump you, them out you, into something. You, you should be because yeah. you want them to, um, you want them to oxidize because 
you you yeah you want to get you want to get some uh, some do the, some the Molly Duke shake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I I think that's copyrighted. I think that's a bit like uh, singing the Happy Birthday song. <laughs> you know. Mm. Yep. Um, also, I also have a Pinot Gris from Alsace. From I can mm-hmm. say this one because I do like it a lot. Um, Willem W I L L M, and it's their Pinot Gris Reserve in 2018, and it's like their their Pinot Gris W I L L M L L M. Yeah. Oh. Their their Pinot Gris, their Gewürztraminer, their Riesling, like all that stuff. You can find their wines for under ten dollars, and they're delicious. Oh yeah, they're one of the classic like Alsace yeah. labels that you just mm-hmm. see all over the place. Like and now yeah, super old world. You can find them everywhere. Wine. Yeah, you can yeah. find them everywhere, and they're fan- they're delicious. They're fantastic. There's that that nice. I was telling you about that like Grand Cru, yeah, one um, that I had mm-hmm. from like 2008 or whatever that was fucking amazing. That was yeah. that's this producer, but it's mm. their, one of their Grand Crus, and it's like a the, the label's green. It looks it looks different, but um, oh, see that's oh. that's that's a very good example of like what you can get a hold of that I just never see, which is like oh yeah, I mean, I bought the only um yeah yeah <laughs> alsatian wine i could yeah uh you know given all the constraints of uh of quarantine and all that china virus um, yeah <laughs> what did you call it the china virus oh yeah, jesus christ man <laughs> i was thinking Woo! earlier today about how like a little over the top my fucking david duke impersonation was the other night <laughs> And you know what? I forgot about that. Yeah. The the degree to which I expect our uh, listeners to be able to comprehend irony is, um, is, uh, I'm I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, and I I expect them to do the same with me, but, you know, even if if they don't, fuck it. Yeah, I don't know if if we should be uploading Poshwitz yet. Like, I don't know if we're at that point. Oof. Yeah, That's, no, that uh... that one. I mean, I'm not even gonna say what I responded to you with because. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that am... was. Yeah. That was. Um. I I was proud of myself for how quickly I came up with that, but oh Me my too. god. Yeah, yeah. Oh my was god, like, was that, that was fucked up. That was good. Yeah. No. 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 Like between between us guys. Uh, <sighs> Super proud of that, but uh, yeah, damn, <laughs> that was uh, yeah, 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 yep, yep, yeah. yep. Nice. No, I nice, might, nice. I might actually be a, a, a an irredeemable person. You should, you should show that to Ashley and be like, be like, hey, Tom, Tom wants some feedback on on like some this this like drawing he did this morning. And she'd be like, okay, yeah. cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what what is it? And then you show it to her, and she'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> she'd be like, the mustache needs a little more shading underneath. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so the, the Willem, the Pinot Gris is, um, it's, it's got, um, you know, it's, it's like pretty classic Pinot. I mean, you can tell right away when you pour it out, it's, it's like got a pinkish sort of hue to it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. cool. Do, do you know anything about its, uh, its, a uh, vinification practice? No, I mean, but uh, the internet can probably tell us. Mm. W I L L M. Pinot Gris Reserve 2018. 
I don't know. I, mean, I assume they they must pick yeah. it when it's pretty uh, ripe. I mean, it does have some some like RS to it. Mm. Um, okay. It's it smells pretty rich. It kind of has that quince thing too, but mm. um, it's not. Um, See, I when when Pinot Gris has that, I take it as a relative, like a potentially good sign. Mm-hmm. Because with Pinot Gris, yeah. w- w- the mealy thing or mm-hmm. the tangy thing. Uh, I mean, it's 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 tangier than it is mealy, but it's like it's yeah. a it's a good balance where it's like ripe and fresh. Like I wouldn't age this, but it yeah. has it has good minerality where it tastes like you're biting into a like a like a good pear because a good pear just mm, but inherently yeah. its texture is a little mealy just because it is what it is. Yeah, no, but a good but, a good like a good pear, man. Oh, God, it's delicious. There's nothing a like good, it. Yeah, a good pear is one of those things that. And it's one of those things that's so annoying because a good pair is transcendental and mm-hmm. almost every pair, like the same pair the next day will just make you want to fucking, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Say it. Shit on a copier. <laughs> on a what? Copier. Oh, a copier. Like a copy yeah. machine. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. You know, yeah, like I try to, you know, sure. I'm ta- I'm saying like a great pair will make you want to um, mm-hmm. have one of those office parties where every, everyone gets drunk enough to photocopy their ass and celebrate the fact that you had a really good pair and you're just mm-hmm. like, it's like a Christmas party and then you end up having a threesome with like your boss and her secretary or something. Uh-huh. Um, but a bad pair will like be the version of that night where you accidentally shit on the copier and then like mm-hmm. try to proposition your boss while your ass is like st- just smash through the glass of the copying machine mm-hmm. and you you know you're just sitting there with you know shards of glass sticking into your ass mm-hmm. through the shit that you took by accident while trying to photocopy your ass to be cheeky and uh and your boss is like why are you doing this and you're like i just waited one day too long mm, like i wanted to impress you I want, yeah, uh, that's not uh, even fair. Like a pair the next day is still plenty good, but like right, right, right. But yeah, just like the day a pear is perfectly ripe when it still has those like sharp kind of, like there's this version of acidity that can exist in a pear. Mm-hmm. It's very very cool, and something that Alsatian wines can can uh, manage in a way that I think like Alsatian Pinot Gris can manage in an almost unique way. Like I know of mm-hmm. Pinot Gris from other regions that do it, but certainly in terms of like Pinot Grigio, as it's thought of from Italy. Mm-hmm. Tends to come off in that like, yeah, um, you know, like faux pineapple flavoring kind of yeah. um, mm. space. Yeah, no, this this is good. It's this is actually this is really good. I actually think I might like this better than the Sylvaner actually. Um, the so it's one hundred percent hand harvested, extended and soft pressing, four to four to six week controlled ferment in stainless steel, maturing on the fine leaves for another two to three months. So like lit nothing, but four to six uh, like, weeks fermentation. Yeah, and long soft pressing is yeah. probably where the color comes from. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good long fermentation time, though. Yeah, yeah. Alcohol twelve point nine four. God forbid they say thirteen. Residual sugar ten point two seven grams per liter. Hell yeah. Yeah, and then uh, total yeah, acidity yeah. three point five nine grams per liter. And uh, yeah, but what it kind of reminds me of, in some ways, it kind of reminds me of. The hard press. Mm-hmm. You know how that had. Oh the, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Did I tell you I had a bottle of that like I don't know a couple months ago, and yeah, it was fucking delicious. It was nice. so good. It's back when I still had an Instagram. 
I think. Oh, but no, was, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really good. I still have two more. I'm so excited. They're delicious. Um, nah, dude, that, that, was, that, yeah, that was, uh, that stuff was really good. The, the wine that, that it ended up going into is also. Oh, 100%. Fantastic. And I'm very excited to have it. Um, but, uh, there's something with a hard press that was just so nerdy and mineral and fleshy and did that. Oh, no, no. That, 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 that wine, like. The, I'm I'm glad you have bottles of it because that wine is like I have this impression of you know being able to go to a New York wine bar with a bottle of wine like that and just mm-hmm. just clean it up. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally the phrase that was in my head. <laughs> just 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 clean up. Just walk in there and like anything I want the whole night. Just just yep. saying to somebody like I made this and they're like whoa and like yeah, everyone yeah. in the room would just be like hold on this is both. That nerdy, funky stuff that we're all Instagramming about, but also good, and we just like drinking it. We don't have to pretend to ourselves that we're more interesting than we are. There's still sediment in the bottom of the bottle. It's got green duct tape on it with handwriting (laughs) on it. Like, it's got it all, man. It's it's it. No, that that wine literally is the wet dream of every blog, (laughs) blogging wannabe, you know, psalm living in New York trying to get by. Which I shouldn't make fun of because, like, did I tell you the story of the friend, like the the like one degree of separation acquaintance I had? She she, she was a good friend so. of good friends of mine, who was so she was you know the, the I don't want to be too specific about like where I live and work, even though we've kind of given that away, but like mm-hmm. you know the good restaurant that we would just walk to, yeah, yeah, to grab lunch. Yeah. I was there one day <laughs> and just, you know, looked over at a table and was like, I went to college with that person, which, you know, it was like, I went to college with that person 3,000 miles away from where we are right yeah, now. Yeah. And uh, Julie and my dad were both like, what? And I was like, yeah, she was really good friends with like a good friend of mine. Because mm-hmm. like, I was really good friends with this dude named Dem. Oh, I was like... I was really good friends with this guy after working a summer with him in a theater shop, and mm-hmm. he, his girlfriend in particular, was like super tight with this woman. But like she and I never like ch- chatted all that much. It was mm-hmm. just like you know that that kind of like yeah, just you know. Um, but uh, I'm like as we were leaving, I was like, hey, uh, did you? like how's it going and she was like holy shit how are you and i was like i'm fine um what's up and she's like oh i'm a psalm now uh I'm, i live in new york but i'm, I'm mm-hmm. out here visiting my sister this is my sister and like we're both visiting our other sister who lives in portland mm-hmm. like, wow crazy you're a psalm and she's like yeah and i was like i make wine like, what it's like yeah i make wine like <laughs> like 300 yards that way and Mm -hmm. whoa uh i was like what are you doing down here he's like well we're wine tasting but like one of the appointments we wanted to have this afternoon fell through and i was like you should come over to our cellar and i'll do a wine tasting for you that's sweet (laughs) so she walked over and then we like did a tasting but it was this like crazy like like whole thing of it was just like what what have you been up to since college he's like oh you know just like living in new york trying to like make it as a psalm uh it's like interesting 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 um mm-hmm. we, uh, that's that's cool um <laughs> do you have any 
questions about like how wine is actually made. <laughs> mm-hmm. and she was no, like, not really. No, 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 none of them ever do. No, no, she it was it was just this really funny experience of like I feel like we're having just the opposite ends of experience on this like industry like yeah. in terms of career paths for people our age and especially like where we went to college mm-hmm. like your perspective on this whole thing is the complete opposite end of mine but yeah. um this is funny as fuck and uh yeah no, I, I, so like through that conversation she was just telling me about like the culture of like that thing in new york city and i was like fascinating i want to go just meet all your friends and fucking Mm -hmm. (laughs) quietly judge them the entire time (laughs) oh i thought thought you said i want to meet all your friends and fuck them no 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 no. that's what you're saying yeah no no i want to meet all your friends and be like wow you're a bunch of fucking uh yahoos (laughs) here's the thing here's the thing uh you you don't want to meet them no i know i know i don't it'll make you sick to your stomach no, but I had I so the the thing that made that whole experience like in in from my perspective like part of it that made it really enjoyable was like one of the first things she said is like yeah I think I feel like the next thing I need to do is like work a harvest I was like oh mm. cool if that's your perspective like yeah nice like that's that's solid yeah. like I, yeah. I, have, I have huge respect for that like th- like getting to a certain point and being like oh I should go like learn how this happens. Mm-hmm. sincerely yeah. and then decide what part of this whole industry i want to actually like exist right, in. right right but uh um, yeah, that's cool yeah but it was just it was just the funniest like it was so weird man it was such yeah. a weird like serendipitous experience um huh. that's funny man that's kind of yeah. like the, op- the opposite route that i'm taking uh like like her being a song being like i want to learn how yeah, when like I don't so works. I I don't want to say that she's taking her she was doing W set at the time, and I oh, don't okay. want to I don't want to like. Sh- sh- I'm sure she's like, well I don't I have no idea where her like certifications are or any of that mm-hmm. stuff, but I think you might have more certifications than she does. Yeah, I don't know I don't know how uh, how it translates. I mean, it doesn't translate very well. Like, yeah. I think. I mean, most of the to- most of the people I've talked to, like getting your W set three, is something that is done by people like people who have their W set three know a lot and are very like adroit. Mm-hmm. But that won't get you jobs in the same way that having just your fucking SOM certification will. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the, the scopes of knowledge are also pretty pretty wildly different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But um, sorry, the kind of that whole thing kind of went off the rails. But it was just that that's a. I'm surprised I didn't tell you that story while you were here because it's just one of the most fucking funny serendipitous. Mm-hmm. Like, oh hey, yeah. yeah, I I remember being at like some pretty weird parties with you and not really knowing who you were, but <laughs> no, or not really knowing you, but knowing who you were. I guess is the the right way to say that. Here's the here's the thing, Bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did tell me the story. Oh, but, God damn it, Tom. But that's that's mostly that's not mostly, but that's a good part of our friendship, just like me telling you things that I've told you like three times already. <laughs> and then like both of us being like, I'm I know you like telling the story. Ah. And I like hearing the story, and I'm just I'm here for it. You know? Thank that's you. That's really what this is, because Lord knows we've told each other the same thing over and over again. Many times, and but it does not. That's sort of the perfect type of friendship, isn't it? It is. It's great. I love it. 
Yeah. yeah. Ever tell you the story of uh, how much I hate my job? <laughs> Ever tell you the story of how much I used to hate my job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Touche. Yeah, that's a good point, my friend. Yeah. Did you ever tell me the story of you being a fucking expense? I am. <laughs> that was that's good. That's great. Yeah. Well, you know. The good news Turns is Turns out, hey, uh mm-hmm. uh Uncle, Uncle Sam, Sam is looking at your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, turns man. Turns out. Turns out. The good news uh-huh. is. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 Pinot Gris. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so I was saying, the this Pinot Gris is similar to that hard press in, in, in the way that it yeah. has. Uh, that sort of. I don't want to say. Like kind, kind truly of gris. complex phenolics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, in, in in a similar way that I think, when people describe like phenolic bitterness, I would say, uh-huh. it's like uh, grapefruit, but not as uh, like assertive. So okay, so it doesn't have the same like like sharpness as great of grapefruit, right? But it but has the that texture. Sort of like, yeah, it has the texture and that sort right. of like cling on the back of your tongue yeah. that grapefruit does. Mm-hmm. I now think, that you're saying that, I'm realizing that what I'm drinking also has a quality of that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Interruption. Yeah. No, 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 don't worry about it. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's that's m- my favorite form of phenolic bitterness rather than just being like, ah, you know, what the fuck is that? But I think a lot of Sicilian whites and Sicilian whites and good Pinot Gris mm-hmm. have that uh, in a way that I really like. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it makes, I feel like phenolic bitterness... Um, is the key, not not the key, but for every non Chardonnay, I feel like is one of the. Oh, all right, no, that's a stupid way to say it. For for oh, those I, kinds I of wines, I think I see like where just, you're going with that statement, yeah. and I I'm I, I agree with you before you've actually mm-hmm. made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The is the one of the most important things for wine pairing with food. Mm-hmm. Is where it, oh, if you yeah. have that phenolic bitterness in it, it can hold up to richer dishes. Like the, I remember the, one of the first couple of times I had, uh, in at Nabianco, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, like I tasted it, and I was like, oh, all right. It was like a, a tasting at like a, a wine shop. It was like, yeah, this is this is good. Like I like this, but I don't know about that bitter thing. But like I think this will probably go well. I think I was doing like just cooking like scallops or something. I was like, all right, yeah, like this will you know mm-hmm. I'll do it. And then it ended up being so fucking good because that like. Yeah, that sort of like richness, that sweet richness that scallops have, the phenolic bitterness like matched up to it. It's it's almost like the, the the sweet and acidic, like interplay for, for late harvest wines. Mm. It's a similar way for I feel like savory aspects with white wine. Like yeah, like you can't do. I mean, you could, but it wouldn't really work. A like a like a shard with. No, uh, like some like rustic Italian pasta. No. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't really make any sense. No, that would be. Yeah, I mean, Whiteberg will go with anything, but um... yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like but, it's not going to yeah. be terrible, no. but it's so, not going to like really click and be like, oh yeah. fuck, this is great. To, I feel to like that some, some point. of the best wine pairings. Sorry, mm-hmm. 
Oh, no, no, um, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, some of the best wine pairings can be two very simple things. Like, they don't have to be, like, oh, we're the best of this and the best of this. But it's like, yeah. you, know, you don't you don't have to go out and buy, like, uh, Edmund Vatan Sancerre to have with, like, I don't know, like, the most prestigious goat cheese producer. You just get, like, regular goat cheese. It's like half-decent bottle of Sauvignon Blanc having together. You're like, holy shit, this is delicious. Yeah. But it's like how um, I think Pinot Gris pairs, like, amazingly well with, like, curried chicken. Mm. Like, I think Pinot Gris Ooh. can pair really well that. with curry. Um, yeah. Because curry, curry, I think curry, I personally am of the opinion that curry can be a kind of complicated flavor to, like, pair wine with. But oh, totally. Yeah. that bitterness in Pinot Gris can provide this cool, yeah. like, um, harmony to the base note in curry mm-hmm. that ends up playing really well. Um, yeah. The, which, kind of, which kind of curry? Like, what, uh, like what country... Oh, I was thinking just like um, I was thinking like Indian curry, like classic Indian curry. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like nice. uh, that, like you know, curry that you know is also mixed in with like a lot of cumin or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be um, delicious. With um, with so to the point you were making, one of the best, the the like the the ultimate like moment I've ever had of like drinking wine and the wine itself was the memory I had was a I think a story I've told you several times about like a Chardonnay from Burgundy that was just like a mm-hmm. it was a Chasson Montrose that just like poof my brain was like, Oh yeah, yeah. this wine is the experience. Mm-hmm. It is it, this is everything. Like yeah. everything that could be happening right now. On the inverse of that, the most memorable moment I've had of a wine pairing was um mm-hmm. scallops. And I think I've told you this story as well. I don't know if it we talked about it on the podcast, but like um it was at this dinner that got out of hand where we were just like a Spanish. No, I did talk about it. it was that, yeah, you it talked was about that. it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was a white Spanish wine that we ordered that night mm-hmm. that we got during the meal when we were served some scallops. Mm-hmm. And this white Spanish wine, and I forget what, exactly what varietals were in it, but I can mm-hmm. probably look it up. I'm just being lazy. Um, that wine was so devoid of like fruit. And it had mineral characteristics to it, but, like, it had this weird phenolic bitterness. Mm-hmm. And it worked so well with the scallops. It was just unreal. It was yeah. this completely salty mineral, like, not yeah. like the sharp, not like table salt salt, but, like, mm-hmm. complex salt, like uh, yeah. brine Mm-hmm. confusion that was going on with the two yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. so compelling like it's just yeah, one like, of the most amazing like, like ocean salty yeah of. just like yeah. an amazing moment of like having the scallop in my mouth and taking a sip of the wine and the way mm-hmm. that the two related to each other oh, was completely transcendent mm-hmm. in this like yeah. it was the probably cheapest bottle of wine we had that evening and mm-hmm. the scallops were phenomenal but <laughs> yeah it was just one of those little special moments like that stands Mm -hmm. out to me more than like i have several memories of the night but in terms of a memory like a memory of flavor that i have Mm -hmm. that is the one i have like yeah that experience. that was the same night as the corked bottle that was right i think the context i told that story in but um oh i don't think we actually ever used that episode i think it's still sitting on. oh yeah 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 but yeah, the, just the, the and that's one of the things that's so cool about Alsace is like you get these, um, you can get these 
wines that have this ability to pair with food generally that's phenomenal Mm -hmm. but then specifically with things that basically nothing else can pair with like yeah completely yeah exactly i remember doing um my friend steve doing Mm. this was one of the first times uh I think this was the first time we did we were doing like artichokes or asparagus because it was like during the spring and uh, he's like yeah like bring a wine and apparently those are both like notoriously difficult to pair things with oh yeah because uh, whatever so I brought a bottle of um, you, know, I've, you know the whole like what grows together goes together kind of thing yeah. and I remember um, when I was reading the wine bible uh, I don't know a couple of years ago whatever um, they were talking about oh yeah in Alsace there's this big festival they have every year and uh or not festival but it's like when it's asparagus season there's just yeah you'll just go out to eat and you just get a big just up like a, a plate or a bowl or whatever just asparagus and like cheese sauce essentially yeah. just creamy cheesy asparagus and everybody's just happy as a fucking clam and i would be too i would love to go during cheese season or yeah. asparagus season but that was actually know, like, something i was just reading about how oh really alsatian wines can pair with asparagus <laughs> oh yeah yeah and so yeah, asparagus and artichokes are both hard to pair with. And so I was like, all right, I'll bring a bottle of uh, a bottle of Sylvaner. So I brought an Albert Boxler Sylvaner, which is still a favorite Sylvaner I've ever had. And and it was like so good. And he was like, holy shit, how'd you fucking do that? And I was like, I don't know. I just fucking I, I read a book and made an assumption. <laughs> and uh, I, mean, I can't say that reading any book and making any assumption based on it is the best idea. But in this case, uh, it worked out. I can think of a couple yeah. books right now that it would not be the best uh, thing to do. But, uh, yeah. Savannah <laughs> uh, yeah. so and asparagus and artichokes go very well together. And, you know, it's cause I think it's because it's sort of, it's it's kind of neutral, but not, mm-hmm. not in a boring way, you know. But it's, I guess it's the kind of thing yeah. where every wine, like, I might not like this in this context, like that... Um, that Larry Edwards Sav Blanc right mm, yeah. that day I, I was like I don't really like this whatever the next day I forget I made some pasta dish oh I made uh, I think I made like carbonara or something I don't know but it had a no I don't think it was, I don't remember but it had a whole bunch of this like uh, cheddar made out of goat cheese in it and goat cheese Sav Blanc together it's one of the yeah, yeah one yeah. of the classics and i had it with that and uh oh no i think it was yeah it was this um it's like imagine all right so like it's somewhere between a cheddar and a parmesan cheese mm. but it's made out of goat milk Fantastic. so that's sort of like richness with the salt and stuff yeah. so yeah we did a um no that sounds yeah, awesome no, I, yeah i did uh carbonara so just you know bacon and we cooked pasta and then you put a whole bunch of cheese into the eggs and a bunch of black pepper and then you off the heat after the pasta goes in whatever then you throw that in you whatever it's stirred up until the eggs are just just tempered and then you take it out and had that with that wine i was like oh yeah no this is yeah this is fucking delicious like i don't yeah. like this wine separately as much but then i have it with that and it's great because you know whatever the high alcohol c- content needs to be paired up with the, the richness of the food and the, mm-hmm. the flavors and the phenolic bitterness and blah 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 blah, blah. so um yeah, so it does just because something you may not necessarily like it in a certain context doesn't mean you don't like it or it can't be good or there's no way that you would ever like it. But yeah, um, yeah like well, any of these wines, we could have these with I don't know something t- tomorrow and be like, oh fuck, this is really good. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it feeds back into that whole conversation we were having about points with the Shiraz. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Stuff is like, <laughs> yeah. All I mean, and it, and it applies to all of the suggestions we're making about pairing stuff with stuff is like mm-hmm. if you have an instinct about something like if you drink a wine and your brain goes like i kind of want to eat this now like do it like yeah you know save that bottle make that dish have them together and i'll fucking kick ass like uh, fucking kick ass uh, and if it doesn't fuck it you yeah. fucked up you should feel bad about yourself you yeah know, low quality person like you know You're all those other things that scum. wine wine magazines tend to indicate to yep. you in the ways that car advertisements do um yeah <laughs> like uh want... what i was gonna say do you want to see this this uh the seller tracker review i found on oh, this one yes please so this is the sylvaner which is now is turning out to be lovely mm-hmm I should go to sell a tracker and find this wine that I'm drinking. This is a 2015. It says, or the one on here says 2015 that I'm looking to view up. Scant fruit, bracing acid, some industrial notes. (laughs) 85 points. Like, what is is industrial notes? What is that in the wine industry? Nah, that's that's somebody uh, not knowing how to just say diesel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means yeah that's it um but i love those ones that's somebody that's... thinking they're good at writing yeah 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 we need to start that instagram up oh right oh no I, I i worked on that i i think i set it up and i have the account info written down somewhere um oh nice yeah i wasn't for some reason i wasn't able to post anything but i'll, I'll look back into it and, what what did you make it what name did you give it i think i put it under kirk taint Kirk Taint. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, man. And uh, that'll be good. Yeah, so just pick any wine off, like just any wine oh, off the yeah, shelf. So good, in yeah. day. Like not, like don't buy the wine, but just take oh, a picture yeah. of it and then write it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do it with bottles of like smart water too. <laughs> <laughs> or like yeah. cooking wine or something. That'd oh, be yeah. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude! I saw a thing in the. I saw a thing in or like Ross a bottle of vinegar being like it was a yeah. bit acidic for my taste. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or just like a picture of a pork sausage being like hard to drink. Had to put it in the blender to aerate it properly. <laughs> uh, or like a dead fish being like tried tried to let it breathe. Didn't do much. <laughs> That's so good. So legitimately something that immediately needs to go on this. Today I saw uh, Robert Mondavi makes a Chardonnay that they age in bourbon barrels. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Fuck, that's disgusting. Yeah, I wa- I almost bought a bottle just to see what it tasted like. Although, and what if honestly what now if, that I've told you about it, I have to. Like, I have dude, to. You got to do. But what if like what if they put it through Mallow and they they make sure it gets a ton of that like diacetyl stuff, mm-hmm. and then it just ends up tasting like just delicious butterscotch. I mean, legitimately, it, it could. probably. It probably tastes like, I don't know. It probably tastes insane. I, I am so excited to find out what it tastes like. I don't know yeah. if it's insane good or insane. I'm I'm ninety five percent sure it'd be insane bad. But it's like, you know, it would be a great wine pairing with that. Uh huh. Or a food pairing with that rather. Yeah. Kettle corn. Oh, marron. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, that was it. so. 
legitimately a thing that like and i was being a bit of a fucking asshole about it but like an early um and this is a whole other conversation that we should have off mic at some point but uh i think i've actually told you part of the story but like uh i was given a syrah by a friend of mine when i was just getting into the wine industry and he was like yeah you know come back to me with food pairings and like a review and he was kind of joking but like i drank the wine it was a good bottle of wine, but yeah. I came back to him and was like, yeah, this would pair really well with an Al Pastor burrito. And I wasn't Ooh. even, like, really kidding because it would have. Like, that would yeah. have been, been great. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, domestic Syrah that was well-made and a mm-hmm. good bottle of wine. And while I was drinking, I was like, you know, that burrito I had two days ago, like, this would go so well with that. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that scares people off from, like, you know, Again, it being part of like my whole mentality about wine is like people get scared off from. Oh yeah, people get scared off from the, the the just the whole beast of the thing. But food pairings and wine are it's all about making both things better, and it doesn't have to be that complicated. Like, right? You know, if you're drinking a really great bottle of Riesling and your brain, you know, just some part of it's like, you know, what I really want right now with this mm-hmm. is Funyuns. You should get a bag of Funyuns <laughs> and just go to town. Funyuns. That'd be really funny if we just picked out like espresso flavored Lay's and we yeah. were like, this is a great wine pairing with this, you know? I mean, legitimately, like the wine I'm drinking right now, I think would go really well with some jalapeno uh, uh, potato chips I've got. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think those might just smother it. And that's the other problem is like some wine pairings, you know, usually it's the food that'll do this but like it's like when people like an industry thing that it is very legitimate is people ragging on uh having chocolate with wine because chocolate mm-hmm. immediately shuts down a huge amount of your perception of tannin and mm-hmm. um and really like fruit subtlety in the wine like all of the sweetness that you get out of like fruit mm-hmm. is occupied by the um like chocolate if you eat chocolate and then try to drink wine with it you you will get mostly just like uh the acidity of the the, the wine honestly like mm-hmm. it's a weird it you know it's not a good thing to pair wine with hmm. as opposed to cheese which is the other classic thing which is like almost always a good idea like right. there's there's always some cheese that'll go well with wine right right yeah 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 but no totally man i think i mean yeah, chocolate, it has to be... Oh, man, actually, there's this really cool... There's this place in... Fuck, what was it? Um, Penn Woods, mm-hmm. I think, winery. And when I was in Jersey, and I was still trying to bring it, like, oh, maybe I can fucking find a winery around here to work for or something. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Penn's Woods, so P-E-N-N-S. Penis Woods? Woods. Sorry. Penis Woods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. P-E-N and then Penis Woods about the I for Ben's Woods Ben's really Woods like Ben's Woods mm-hmm. uh, but yeah Pennsylvania so like P-E-N-N-S Woods um, mm-hmm. they're in Pennsylvania and after the, all the places I went to within that fucking I don't know hour radius of the yeah. place I was at that was the only place they were making like pretty good wine and it seemed like it seemed like they didn't really know what they were doing but they were on the right track to figuring it out. Nice. Like they were like, oh yeah, no, and we like we did soil analysis to figure out like, oh, this is this should have been planted here, so we did. And then like 
Um, but then we, we talked to somebody else and they said we shouldn't plant this here. So we like ripped this up and we're replanting this because this sort of type in the drainage here and we shouldn't have planted things here because it doesn't drain well and that. But it's, it seems like somebody just planted all that shit there. And afterwards was like, you know, mostly because probably they, they just wanted a winery like ASAP. And now they're coming through being like, oh, well, maybe this wasn't a good idea, but they're actually going through the trouble of actually fucking doing it properly, um, which is great. And they made um, a, they made, there were lows really good. And they actually, mm -hmm. they had a, like a late harvest Merlot that I tried and it was fucking delicious. Did you ever have those, those uh, brandied like the cherries? They're like covered in chocolate. It's like a, we get this chocolate with our own like uh, around Christmas time. We don't get them all the time. We used to, we get, now we get them every year. It was like a you know, fucking super treat, but now it's like, oh. Do you never realize when you, when you were a kid, like you could go to the store or like it would be like, a, like oh, fucking super special treat. Get that for like a bar of candy today, you know? Yeah. And now you can just go to the fucking store and just buy it whenever you want. Yeah. It's one of the, yeah. you know, quickly diminishing joys of adulthood that yeah. ends up yeah, being like, oh. one of the major depressing qualities of adulthood. Exactly. But um, anyway, these brandy cherries are still fucking delicious. And so it tasted yeah. like it's a, like a brandied cherry. Like cherries nice. soaked in brandy covered in delicious dark chocolate. And it's like, this is exactly the kind of fucking thing that I want to have with chocolate. Um, and no, whatever, yeah. I'll let it get a little bit more age on it. Um, it doesn't even say what vintage it is. But I think it's like a 2016 or something. But I'll get let it get some age on it. Let it get some more like tertiary notes. But... I'm drinking it right now. Just if I had a bunch of those, I would just drink that and be the happiest little boy. Nice. So, and uh, there's no reason to like not do that. Another thing to talk about with aging, where it's like, you know, people, um, like, oh, older wine's better or whatever. It's like, eh, it depends. If you like it, yeah. If you don't, no. Yeah. So oh, it's it's a whole like complicated. Uh, it's one of those other complicated conversations of. It has value as a concept, and it's meaningful, mm -hmm. but it's also not, you know, a guarantee of how you will enjoy things most. You mm -hmm. know, it's it's just one of those factors that it's good to understand. It's good to yeah. know what age does to certain things. Mm -hmm. But a great example in my mind is like I don't like aged Chardonnays. Chardonnay can age great. Hmm can age mm -hmm. very very well but i in most experiences i've had prefer chardonnays that are you know under five years bottle age mm -hmm. um i've had chardonnays that are older than that and they're really cool but in terms of like what i want to drink most of the time like i feel like i'm getting an education whenever i have chardonnays that's like chardonnays that are that are older than that but um but in terms of what I want to drink and think about food pairings with and stuff like that, I prefer things that are younger. Um, yeah. You know, but that's, you know, but that's not to say I don't really value every time I get to have a Chardonnay that's 10 years old or more because that's an interesting experience. And I've had a few that are mind blowing and mm -hmm. you, you know, you want to keep that in mind because knowing the right things about the right regions and the right vintages you can occasionally come across a bottle of older stuff that you're like well this may be worth taking a chance on and you'll have some amazing experience with it mm -hmm. that's the other problem with 
aged bottles is like unless you bought them when they were young and then cellared them yourself you are taking kind of a gamble unless you're buying it from somebody even when you're buying it from somebody that you trust Mm -hmm. you know that doesn't necessarily mean they bought it when it came out and have been holding it since then so just because this whole thing like yeah which is it really goes back to the conversation we were having on the Tempranillo episode or the Rio High episode, precisely or mm-hmm. specifically, not precisely. Um, uh, it's like that's a different ball game because you you can find older stuff that is older because they held on to it, like mm-hmm. the producer held on to it. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also the case with some of the like more you know. Uh, high clout burgundy houses but Mm -hmm. you're then gonna be you know spending more money than most of us have on those things yeah yeah dom does that too uh yeah they they do like p2 and p3 releases where it's just extended extended releases quite a few champagne houses yeah um, do like not necessarily regular versions of that but certainly with good vintages you'll find like Mm -hmm. re-releases or like you know longer tirage releases of certain things mm-hmm. yeah 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 but i don't know dude who fucking knows well i mean that's the whole thing with all of this is like it's not about it's not about knowing it's about experiencing mm-hmm. right Precisely. one of the great things about all sauce it's like you can buy these wines for less than 20 bucks and have a hell of an experience mm-hmm yeah. Or have an experience that makes you go like, yeah, this isn't like what I wanted, but I'm still pouring it in my glass because like it's it's intriguing. Because I've yeah. like yeah. I've drunk half this bottle, and I'll be honest, it, every time I pour more into my glass, it gets better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's delicious. Yeah, it's a really good one. Yeah, it's still it's still like. I still have critiques of it, and I think most of those critiques are pretty, like, endemic to Pinot Blanc for me, Mm. and I have yet to have an experience with, like, I think it'll have to be a Pinot Blanc that's kind of out of the norm to shut me up and make me feel something amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I, like, part of my problem with that perspective, personally, Mm -hmm. is that, like, I have several Pinot Gris in my mind that... I have huge affection for, but mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm saying that in a world, a wash in Pinot Gris that is just, you know, not exceptional or very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just aware of what it can be and I hold yeah. it to that standard and I don't really mess around with Pinot Gris that's below that standard. Mm-hmm. And um, that makes my conversations with people who like, you know, are wine conscious kind of funny because they'll be like yeah pinot gris is just not a a varietal i really get behind and i'm like no yeah i've got like three producers in mind and i can't really give you anything beyond that but their pinot gris slaps yeah 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 and those i guess it's like that like i you know i like varietals that you don't have to feel that way about i I feel like so just a little stinger on this episode Uh Uh, all sauce fascinating region yep. because it's right on the border of france and germ france france sorry i was halfway through burping when i said that france and germany um super thin little like mountainous region along the rhine river parts of it are along the rhine river uh 
fascinating geography, fascinating history, yada, 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 world wars, all the shifting borders, all that stuff. If you're interested in all that, go look it up because we couldn't mm-hmm. possibly have covered it in the hour and 20 minutes that this episode is going to be. Um, we could have tried and maybe you would have learned something, but um, you know what? That's not what this podcast is for. It's not for you to learn something. It's for you to feel empowered to go learn something, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what this podcast is for. Fuck it. It's not for you. It's for us. Fuck yeah, you. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Piece of shit. But Alsace, border of France and Germany, fascinating region, great white wines, interesting varietals. If you really care, go to the Wikipedia page. If you yep. really, really care, buy wine from Alsace. It won't be that expensive. It'll be great. Yeah. You'll yep. enjoy it. And if you don't, yep. fucking, you know what? I'd say sue us, but don't do that. 